bands that like hate on Teen Titans Go, they're like, it's this this isn't for you. This is for younger kids. Like it's not, you know, you're not the audience. So anyway, but they have like the best gag where it's like Robin watching trailers for like all the movies, and there's like an Alfred movie. And it's like that actually happened. I'm not sure how much the the writers probably knew of that, but like <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah, because sure they're I think DC. Remember DC got mad at them because they're like, "Can you change that BVS joke?" And they're like, "No." Hey guys, how you doing? This is Gina Versa from another episode of uh, Serving Up Comics, and um, this is like a, I guess like a bonus episode because. Um, we're talking the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale. Um, the show's name might have changed at the end, but go into that. Um, but joining with me, as always, is my co-host, uh, Nick Valero. Hey, how's it going, man? Nick, how are you doing? How are you doing? Doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. You know, got to gotta watch uh, Mortal Kombat last night, so. Oh, I, I saw that. Ooh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what was it? I know everybody got to see Mortal Kombat last night, but I went to uh, the IMAX to go check it out, you know. And I have to admit, it's probably better in IMAX. It's probably better. Probably, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I I think I wrote a review of that movie where this movie is dumb as fuck, but I, I it was very fun and I had a good time with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Mortal Kombat. I mean, if, what, what are you expecting? Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting, you know, the next Citizen Kane. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it has well. a four-armed creature that rips people in half. I, I don't... <laughs> I don't know yeah. what you're expecting. Yeah. And well, yeah, I don't know what um, anyone was expecting either, but I had a good time. But yeah, uh, yeah. but joining us today is our uh, friend of the show, Jack Godwin, from that 90s Spider-Man show, which we're a fan of. I've listened to a few episodes. Jack, how are you doing? I'm doing good, although I'm super jealous now because in the UK, we don't have Mortal Kombat yet, and we don't. Oh, have <laughs> oh I'm sorry. So, so I'm dying because I would love to see some, you know, fatalities. But you know, I yeah. think I have to wait a month or I, something. You There's know a what? Lot of fatalities. I, there are a lot of fatalities in the movie. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, they, yeah. do it, they do it very well. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, you guys are lucky though, because my brother is a huge James Bond fan, and I think you guys get mm. James Bond first, right? Yeah, uh, it's weird. We always get James Bond first, but randomly enough, I remember we got, uh, I'm pretty sure we got Captain America's Civil War like a week before you guys. Huh. Sometimes, I, that always threw me through a loop, but like some of the Marvel <laughs> movies come out like a week earlier here for some reason. Interesting, yeah. No, that's, huh. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah, I don't know like how like release dates and like scheduling work. Like that's a really like interesting thing to like, if anyone knows like the the secrets of that one day like why certain movies come out but you know but then like tenant like threw all that off so you know what a what a crazy release that was but anyway yeah. anyway let's not, um, let's not get into tenant yeah uh. let's um yeah let's just talk a little bit um about um this your um show jack what can you tell like audiences that haven't listened to it any like uh listeners uh yeah so me and my co-host henry we going episode by episode through Spider-Man the Animated Series, uh, which we both like watched that cartoon when we were kids, basically. And um, so now we're kind of coming back to it, like having, you know, grown up to be uh, bigger nerds. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and we sort of go through it. And then because I'm more of a comic book guy and Henry isn't, so I kind of, you know, if the episode's about Chameleon or something like that, we'll go into the comic history too and mm. uh, and have these bonus episodes called Weird Little Bullshit where I find very stupid Spider-Man stories to tell him about. And uh, most of the time he doesn't believe me that they're true. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, like really like deep cuts. Like mm. I'm trying to think of like something like the Marvel method or something. Well, I think like uh, the, I think the most recent one we did was Big Wheel. Okay. Oh my gosh. What about that kind of thing? What about the amazing Bagman? I I would love to do that. I think I try and surprise Henry though. The amazing Bagman is known, I think, to some people just through the games. Right. Yeah. The DS1 games. Yeah. People. I I don't know like what like a non-comic reader thinks of Bagman because it's like 
They're like, oh, this is funny. Like someone did this as like a like a joke. It's like, no, that was from a like an issue. Where like, yeah, it's yeah. Comic. he loses yeah. his like costume because the symbiote. Yeah, I mean that's the issue a lot of the time because Henry makes a joke, and then I say, no, that actually happened though, and he's like, I can't joke about this. Comics <laughs> oh, like, are too weird. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I think it has like this great moment in the comic book where uh what was it? Uh what was it? I think it's Johnny Storm gives him the uh the suit and then he goes, but I don't have a mask. You guys don't have masks, and he just puts a bag over his head and then pushes him out the window and goes, You're fine. And then as yeah. he's slinging, as he's slinging away, he, it's, it has a kick me sign on his back that Johnny has put yeah. on his back. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's yeah, I love that's why I want a Fantastic Four in the MCU, just to see that. Mm. This is you, Spider, Spider Yeah, Man, that would uh, be great. Johnny yeah, Storm, best friend. Johnny Storm. Um, <laughs> but I have a question for you, Jack. Um, I don't know if you talked about this on the podcast. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, because you were talking about kind of like these trivia, like why doesn't Spider Man punch anyone in the animated show? Uh, I think it's there's a lot of weird stuff about censorship in that show. I don't know if it's, it's like it's like a, yeah, it's the 90s, maybe. Yeah, because like, he could uh, kick. So there's a lot of weird mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, he can kick. He does a lot of jumping on people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a bit of a weird line because I'm pretty sure villains are allowed to do it. And yeah. there was a Daredevil episode where Daredevil was kicking all kinds of ass <laughs> and Spider-Man normally just gets his ass kicked and yeah. wipes people off. <laughs> Only I could punch you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. wild because apparently, like, you know, the... Um, the Sinister Six in that show, they're called the Insidious Six. Yes. Yes. Because yeah. apparently Sinister was like too hardcore a word. Or yeah, something. it's censorship. So they got rid of it for censorship and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, really? Censorship yeah, the... is is very strange in kids' cartoons because it's like Teen Titans, yeah. like they don't call them Deathstroke, they call them Slade. Yeah. And it's right. like... Yeah. Yeah, There's a big thing in a lot of these shows with saying uh, destroy and things destroy. like that. Well, that we, yeah. actually got, we actually got into that ourselves, Gene, when we started talking about Batman the Animated yeah. Series. Yes. Because Batman the Animated Series is kind of like the first time when like, you know, kids' cartoons showed guns, showed violence, showed like mm-hmm. the superhero actually punching and like, you know, kicking some yeah. ass. And, and that, yeah, that's, that's funny because... Well, at least in the in the United States, that aired on the Fox network, and mm. Spider Man did too. But they never gave Batman like any sort of like notes on censorship. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you, Nick. Uh, well, the thing is that they also owned Batman. Mm-hmm. They didn't own. It was a licensing deal with uh, which with Sony Pictures in order to actually do Spider Man. Mm. So it wasn't necessarily just like do whatever it is they wanted. They still had to still go with, through like all of the censoring boards and everything like that. And it's not necessarily theirs, so it's kind of like, oh yeah, like we can make a cartoon about it, but it's nothing else we can. What else we can do, and stuff yeah. like that. That's why you have like laser guns and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Where yeah, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Do you remember, laser guns. Yeah, but there's like that one gun in the show with like was it the episode with like Tombstone, and I think it's like Rob Robbie Robertson's son. I forgot his name. Um, uh, Randy. Randy, yeah, Randy. Um, and he pulls out like this like like revolver and it's like mm. like i want to like know like the secret history of like guns in the spider-man animated show because it's like you know it's so funny you say that because uh me, me and henry had like a little break from the show for the last like couple of months mm-hmm. but we the last episode we recorded is on that episode and we talk <laughs> about that gun because we're like wait does he says it's like an old revolver from a war but we're like is it a laser gun though? <laughs> Are there any bullets? Like, yeah, does he maybe, just have a laser gun in his drawer? Like, yeah, maybe like there was like, like some like universal gun control band, and like they like it's like the Simpsons. They melt all the guns, like that one <laughs> that Trios of Horrors, yeah. and that's like yeah. the in the in war explanation. But like Robbie kept like a gun, maybe, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea because that's that's so strange. But yeah. Um, I would uh, recommend um, any listeners to check out that '90s Spider-Man show, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's a great uh, great listen. Yeah, our uh, we got our friend. Uh, we'll do a shout out to our friend Bobby Moss. He's a big fan of your show, so definitely mm, have to. Uh, yeah, yeah I, uh, what was it? I I remember growing up to that to that Spider-Man show, which was always really yeah. weird because because they would show that, and then they would show Batman the animated series, and I was like, 
why do I this this doesn't feel like the same. This is, yeah. this is yeah. completely different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I do love Spider-Man the animated series. Obviously, I have a podcast about it. But mm-hmm. but Batman the animated series, that's just like yeah, that's just the king, right? Like it, it, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's the top of the mountain. It's the top yeah. of the mountain. <laughs> We're, I got away this, with so much stuff. Yeah. I got away with so much stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, this episode we we uh, we're taking a little bit of a break from our recap, but any any listeners definitely check out our uh, previous uh, Batman the Animated Series recaps. They're uh, pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, in uh, serving up comics, but um, just moving along. Um, any comics that um, anyone's been reading that they wanna they wanna throw out there that anyone would wanna check out? Jack, if you wanna go first uh sure i've actually um um i I, i've been reading like i tell you what um the last couple of years i've gone a bit crazy with marvel unlimited Um, oh nice okay and uh yeah so i've i basically read every spider-man title in the 20th century now which once you get to the 90s it kind of explodes oh my god (laughs) after the clone sauce yeah after the clone saga yeah very confusing stuff <laughs> yeah. but um what i've been going back to now is like a lot of the older like uh marvel team-up comics which okay you know 99 of them have spider-man in them yeah but i've been reading those because they're so much fun and it's such a wild era of comics uh, <laughs> yeah. in the uh 70s and every issue is uh obviously a different team-up but yes are, are you so much fun because there's yeah. just wild stuff. Like I read one the other day where Spider-Man went back in time with Vision and Scarlet Witch, and they got involved in the Salem witch trials. Oh, and God. it's like, and then the next issue, like there's a volcano in New York. Yeah, it's, such, it's mental. <laughs> such nonsense. Those are like I love those titles to death, but they're such nonsense. Are you reading? You're reading Marvel Team Up. Are you also reading uh, Marvel Two and One? Because I think that's a little bit better. <laughs> I've read uh, some of them, but I think um, Marvel Unlimited is a bit weird. There's a lot of missing issues. So oh, okay. I think I might have missed a few Marvel t- uh, two and ones, but I've read some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes uh, they were good. Yeah. Sometimes those would cross over because that's the, there's that Thanos crossover that's really freaking good. I yeah. I read that. that recently, actually. Yeah, yeah. That one's great. And then, yeah, but like they're great in their own way, even though they're crazy. And like they could have like really like deep issues like the the episode or the issue with the, the thing boxing like the universal champion mm. have you read that one right no i haven't oh no. okay it inspired that uh that dexter if you ever saw dexter's laboratory there's a dial m for monkey uh <laughs> short that basically just rips off that comic so badly from gendy tarakovsky <laughs> And it's just like they they pull from it, and it's like basically the same plot, but with like monkey. And it's like, man, you know, I guess like you know, like just copying is like the best flattery. So yeah, yeah. for sure. And, and Marvel, uh, all for that too. <laughs> yeah, definitely. If you also, I'd recommend uh, Super Villain Team Up, which I've talked about on the show. I was rereading, which is a series just on Doctor Doom, um, oh, teaming right. up with Namor. I, I need to check that out because there's another super villain team up more modern that I read with yes. uh, called uh, Modox 11. Yeah, yeah. You read that? I actually really enjoyed that. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, Doc, Dr. Doom, though, yeah, he's uh, he's just like, it's him and Namor just like expanding their like kingdom and they meet like Henry Kissinger and like the Fantastic Four and like Captain America and it's just the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> I definitely recommend that. But yeah, yeah, Marvel Unlimited. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I uh, yeah, and uh, I I got two more recommendations from like that more modern. I've been um, catching up on two Spider-Man related things, which is uh, Spider Gwen. Uh, nice. I'm on the second volume, I think now, and uh, that amazing art, amazing story. Huge fan of that. Uh, if anyone wants to check it out, and also. Um, Donny Cates' uh, run on Venom, which... Oh, yeah, nice. I, I've never been a huge Venom fan, but... Okay, uh, just you're just like uh, Sam Raimi. He hates Venom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but like Donny Cates has made me really like Venom. Um, yeah. I've done some really cool stuff with the Mythos. I, I'm not completely up to date with it. I'm still okay. like a couple of years back, but it's been yeah. really good. 
Yeah, Nick, I think you were reading The King in Black, or... Yeah, I was reading it a while back. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's the, the end of that run, so no no spoilers, but... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm, Marvel Unlimited is behind as it is, and then right. I'm behind as well, so... Yeah. That, that was the one thing I didn't like about Marvel Unlimited, because mm. that was the one cool thing about DC, which I, uh, the <laughs> DC app, was that every Wednesday, it's like the new comic, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it kind of gives you it kind of gives you not a reason to go to uh, the comic book store, but uh, <laughs> but but it is pretty. But it is really cool that you can be up to date, and it does have back issues, which makes yeah. it a lot easier and stuff like mm. that. Yeah, so, um, definitely. Yeah, King. Yeah, wanna? I, I need to finish King in Black because that's such a good run. But I was gonna say, uh, just a little off topic, but like, can you guys believe that like Sam Raimi, like the guy who created Evil Dead, like hates Venom? Like that's like totally up as like for alley. Yeah, that is... no, I get, I get it. Like, is it because like it's so similar to a dead eye? He's like, no, nah, I don't want to do this. Mm. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like it's, it's kind of like I've already done it. Yeah, and, you know, venom. Is, I, you know, it's just, it's just something possessing something. Yeah. Mm. I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, but I, I want to say I think the reason he doesn't like it is because. It, that was past his era of comics because he probably read like 60s, 70s and probably dipped out in the 80s. And Venom's yeah. like 88, I think. Yeah, those early, those, uh, those Raimi Spider-Man films are like very like influenced by like the 60s and 70s, mm-hmm. I think. And I also think there's something with, um, you, you could tell with like stuff like Sandman, like he very much like wanted to, he was going for like the emotional connection first. And I think like Venom, like love him or hate him, like a lot of it is to do with like this edgy like revenge <laughs> and like yeah, he's yeah. talking about eating brains and mm-hmm. you know, and you defending know. the innocent. It's a bit more like well, it's a bit more nineties. And like yeah. I said, I don't think I don't think that really was like Raimi's uh, thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a shame because yeah, I'm sure you've talked about Raimi on like you know on your podcast, but like we we love him, but like. It's like, oh, come on. We'll give Venom some love. He's not that bad. Look at, look at that giant tongue. Jack, I'm telling <laughs> you, if you, if you ever want to like, just like trip out your co-host, I think one of these days you need to have him watch an episode of the Japanese Spider-Man. Oh, God. Man. And oh, just I sit him down to. and just go like, oh, this is also Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because they reference that. They reference that in the 90s cartoon. They do. They, they, they reference it like oh. twice. In the uh, Clone Wars, yeah, like, right, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I and it also comes up in uh, the Spider Verse, one of the Spider Verse events. Oh, that's yeah, well. like, yeah. That's they right. make it in a really cool way. Dude, uh, the the '90s uh, cartoon did Spider Verse before Spider Verse with that finale. Yeah, they they, they yeah, actually did Madam cool. Web. They did mm-hmm. Madam Web and everything yeah. like that. I heard there was going to be a Madam Web movie, which is. <sighs> I mean, wow. that knowing Sony, they're probably they're probably planning it with their like. <laughs> th- these are like incompetent people, of course. There was an Aunt May spinoff planned. <laughs> bring in. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh God! I, like when that I, leaked, I was just so like cringy. I have a question for, for yeah. the Aunt May spinoff. Was it just gonna be like Freedom Riders, where it's just Aunt May and she's just trying to help the community? Is that basically it? I, I think. I think it was just Spider-Man and she's just yeah. like, oh, oh plus I, this. I don't know. I, I've had I, I had a weird feeling because uh I know he's like such a controversial writer, but like I feel like it would have been like something like Mark Millar's Trouble, which is such an awful comic. I'm not sure. Do you know that comic, Jack? Because it's just no, like, I'm, I'm not sure. Oh uh, I, ha- I have my opinions on Mark Miller though. <laughs> oh, okay. I know uh, yeah, I don't want to like, you know, uh speak over my turn, but like yeah like that's just it's a comic about um like it's like a it's like a secret history of like peter parker where he's like actually aunt may's child and it's just like oh my god like oh right yeah i I completely missed that but yeah i i remember hearing something about it being aunt may as like a younger aunt may yeah agent or something oh no those are yeah those are the parkers that are oh wait oh yeah i mean i mean for the movie oh for the movie for the movie my bad um Uh, yeah my i don't know where i got that from so it's like that they'll make it like alfred or was it pennyworth or whatever that show's called on (laughs) whatever network have you seen that show i've not seen that show like it's odd it's odd odd? is it like bad odd or like good odd it's like a show that wants to be peaky blinders but Uh, they still have to work within the constraints of batman uh 
So they're so they're also putting like Easter eggs of like this may these may be villains yeah, sometime right. down the line. Do and you, then it's like, why? Yeah. Like, why you, are we doing this? Yeah. Did you guys see Teen Titans go to the movies? That's yes, yes. I I, I love that joke. Like that. Oh, dude, no, it's a, it's an amazing movie, it and I love really Teen good. Titans Go. Like fans that like hate on Teen Titans Go, they're like, it's this this isn't for you. This is for younger kids. Like it's not you know you're not the audience. So anyway, but they have like the best gag where it's like Robin watching trailers for like all the movies, and there's like an Alfred movie, and <laughs> it's like that actually happened. I'm not sure how much the the writers probably knew of that, but like <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah. Because they're, I think DC. Remember DC got mad at them. Was they were like, "Can you change that BVS joke?" And they're like, "No." What's that? What's that BVS joke in Teen Titans Go? I think it's like, "I'm angry. I'm angry at you too." What's your mother's name? Martha. What's yours? Martha. What's your dad's name? Like, yeah. What's your dad's name? <laughs> Thomas. We have to fight. <laughs> oh my god, that's, that's like one of the best scenes. Everyone like check yeah, out Teen Titans funny. Go to the movies. Like yeah. that is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, also, that, that uh, awesome. also if you if you do go watch uh, Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans. Oh, that's I still need to see that. That's yeah, I really good need to see that too. That's yeah, awesome. that was a really good one because it's it's it, it um when you have Teen Titans Go and you have the old Teen Titans, it's pretty funny because their Teen Titans Go's Robin is a kind of a joke. Yeah, he's, he's not he's not Robin at all. So it's really odd when you see the actual Robin, like a Robin that's kind of like a badass. <laughs> and and then like the other team is just going like why is he so much cooler than you like (laughs) that guy is so awesome (laughs) yeah yeah well well yeah but um well yeah that's yeah i'd recommend that um just for any uh yeah any comics i was reading um i'm uh i started the i think it's the next batman second son from john rindley Mm -hmm. and i'd really I'd really recommend that. Um, that one's um, pretty pretty good. It's um, you know continuation of uh, the next Batman from the DC um, future state, and um, John really has been doing great work at DC, and you know he's a great screenwriter, and also like he's the guy that wrote Justice League Starcross. So mm-hmm. him just doing comics is like that's really cool and full circle after he did all these awesome movies. So I'd recommend that, and I also got the new issue of Fangoria. So that's cool. Recommend yeah, that. Yeah, it's um our friend Richard Duby wrote an article, so definitely check that out. Oh, amazing! Yeah. So definitely, um, Nick, um, uh, before we move topics, anything uh you'd like to recommend? Yeah. Uh, what was it? I started reading. Uh, well, I mean, not started, but I mean, I got, I finally got sent my uh, Berserk comics, uh, which is the uh, it, it was a Kickstarter comic book that was uh based around keanu reeves oh and, that, i know the, yeah Those, and alan sounds awesome yeah where uh keanu reeves is basically an immortal john wick who, but, uh, <laughs> so, so it's his life story because keanu's probably immortal kind of yeah so <laughs> most uh, likely the, so the base so, so the basis is of the story is that he's an immortal being that's been alive for centuries and uh he then starts becoming a mercenary for the united states government because they say they can help him figure out what he is and why he is immortal and he just basically starts going on missions for the united states government and it's bananas it is just bonkers <laughs> maybe, maybe this is like a like a freaking like a like one of those like uh tip the hat things like keanu wants right. to like tell us about his life story and he's like just writing it in a comic He's like, yeah, so I, I, I used to be, I, I remember when I fought, you know, Genghis Khan. Uh- <laughs> really quick, I was going to ask, sorry, everyone, because it's like, this is like my dream casting in the MCU for the Silver Surfer, Keanu Reeves. Wouldn't that be perfect? Because I keep telling people that. Yeah, I think yes. I, I would also, I would also love him as Moon Knight. Moon Knight, uh, yeah, it's, but that uh, is but uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Oh, is he, he's been cast. Yeah, yeah. yeah Oscar Isaac. That's Oscar better, though. Yeah, uh, yeah no, Silver <laughs> Surfer is the one. Because yeah, it's like, he's such a philosophical guy, like the surfer, and then he was also in Point Break. So, <laughs> that's a nice tip of the hat. Well, the, the other one that I really want is I want him, I want Keanu Reeves to be in Mortal Kombat. Oh, okay. Like, I want him yeah. to be Kenshi. Could be. Oh. Well, the reason being, the reason I want I want him to be Kenji is because when the creators first talked about 
like why they created Kenshi. They said, oh yeah, his design is based off of Keanu Reeves in uh, the Matrix. In the Matrix, when he when he goes blind, when he has like the rock oh. on his eyes, and they were like, that was that was where we got our artwork from. So because we thought that was just a cool look, so we you know so that's why he kind of looks like Keanu Reeves. And so if you're going to get anybody to play a character in Mortal Kombat, why not get the guy that it was based on? I feel like he would be down as well. Yeah, because it's oh, like yeah. he Keanu's just in everything now. He's in like cyberpunk. He's in a comic. Like, yeah, you know, he's he's at that time in his like twilight of uh, a thousand years. He's like, I'll do anything. <laughs> Give like, me a contract and I'll fucking do anything. <laughs> yeah, he's so cool. But I want to check out Berserk. You have to like lend me that. Okay. Yeah, because they sent me the digital copy first. Okay. And then I'm in the mail. So once all the issues are out, they're gonna send me my hard copy. Because gotcha. I bought it off of uh, Kickstarter. Gotcha. I, I, I helped fund the Kickstarter. I gave him cool. bucks. Definitely check that out. <laughs> but yeah. So talking Cap, we're uh, talking Captain America, which is, you know, the theme of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just the shield and the icon- iconography. But before we talk uh, spoilers for the finale, um, why is the character um, so important to you just in the comics and everything and just seeing... Uh, you know, seeing what's happening with the character, I guess, like, you know, currently now. Um, anyone want to go first? Yeah, I mean, the Captain America is an interesting character, just because of the idea that over the gener- over the years, he's been this, I, he's been kind of like an identity for the uh, American spirit. Yeah. You know, what's, what's good in the world and, you know, what's good in, uh, why America does the things it does. Mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know it's always going for truth justice and yeah. uh and everything else and it's really interesting because it's also whenever i feel like marvel comics feels like america itself has kind of uh, lost its own path yeah it seems to it seems to also do the same thing with captain america where it starts right. where he starts to question the things that he's standing for. yeah it really reflects the times because it's like what's that there's one story arc where he basically uncovers watergate yeah you know, it, yeah he covers like nixon is the i forgot what villain but like you know and then he gives up being captain america and becomes nomad you know yeah like, that's, like uh, it's, it's interesting where it's like sometimes yeah you know, and you know the character it? yeah even though like you know kind of like jack kirby created him um jack kirby and uh uh you know joe simon um you know created him to kind of be this kind of like I don't know if it's like uh, propaganda, but like, you know, just a little bit of like reflecting the, the war times. But, you know, he's de- he's like Batman where when Batman came out, he wasn't like he didn't like he kind of killed and used a gun. But at, over the years, the writers like developed like the spirit of the character and like Cap really has like he's not, you know, it's not a jingonistic character. He's not like like overly like, you know, he's not about like um, like look you know um being like oblivious to like current issues like he's a very like reflective character of like his time and trying to be a good person and like a moral sort of center i would say yeah he's he's always kind of like your your moral high ground yeah you know and that's kind of always the cool thing where you know a lot of the times if he doesn't and the cool thing is that when he doesn't agree with a character he usually makes it known yeah he usually makes a big stink about it and goes like you're wrong and i'm going to stand in your way yeah yeah uh, and, and you can see that in like civil war you can see that in a couple other comics and mm-hmm. yeah captain america and the shield is just iconic yeah i love the I shield mean, he, knocked great... out hitler. he knocked out hitler for god's sake <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> yeah captain america is uh probably anti-fascist anti-fascist oh, well yeah. he wouldn't he also he punched hitler in the jaw before america or even in the war yes that is correct yeah like i think the first issue is like 1938 or 1939 it's before before pearl harbor yeah so it's before pearl harbor so yeah like they were really like ahead of it ahead of its time um any any thoughts you have uh jack yeah i i mean i i uh i mostly i read a lot of the ed brubaker run nice uh, which i absolutely adore but i haven't read any of the early stuff from but from what i can tell is like you said he's kind of reactive to the times and i think there's obviously like there's something that people could assume captain america would be from someone dressed like that Mm -hmm. and he almost like a lot of the writers go out of their way for him not to be that you know yeah 
be ruminating on what it means to be representative and the difference between like you know uh what america should be and what america is yeah that kind of thing and it's always been like really interesting and i'm really looking forward to like actually going back and reading some of those earlier comics at some point yeah definitely yeah no yeah definitely check out like mark wade has a good run um uh, mark runwald um which uh you know takes a lot uh the show takes a lot from with john walker and everything and mm. yeah it's a very 80s comic but it, it really it has like a good like moral center and it's like mark grunwald was just like a really good person like because we could get into like stuff later but yeah he was like one of the you know like he listened when people had career, not fair critiques about how he handled some characters like he was a good guy maybe yeah. I think, but. I think one of the uh one of, one of the most touching moments with uh, captain america just because the mc which uh, marvel comics always uh has a real knack of getting what's going on in the world and then throwing it into you know uh the comic books mm-hmm. or whether it be you know the, the election of barack obama watergate yes. you know whatever it is um and i really did appreciate the idea that when 9-11 happened mm-hmm. uh they, they had an issue about like the the heroes of the Marvel Universe go to help. Uh, oh yeah, that was um the Spider Man issue. Yeah, yeah. They, did, have you, they, did you ever read that? It does have I, like. Yeah, yeah. It, it it's really it's a really interesting issue. I mean, it's really sad, but yeah. I think Captain America has one of the best like lines in it where uh, what was it? The first responders are saying thanks, Cap, for being such a hero, and then he like kind of puts them on a pedestal stool and says, "I'm not the hero here. You are." Yeah, you got here before I did. Yeah, and like really said, like you know, like these are the true heroes of the day. Like we're just here to help. After after the situation, we wish we could have done more. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a really passionate and interesting like way that Marvel Comics is like, please respect the first responders. Yeah, definitely. Um, really quick before we go to the next topic, um, say uh, had a question for Jack before we talk uh, spoilers um how is a because i don't know if it's i guess it's a particular question like how is cap seen in like a like another country because i'm really curious Mm. like just kind of like like how in the mcu he's become really popular i'm really like i'll tell you i'll tell you one thing i remember after the first avengers movie came out everyone i knew who wasn't a comic fan thought he was kind of ridiculous yeah (laughs) mostly because like i love him in that movie but he doesn't have as much to do as he might in other movies, right. uh, action-wise. Um, but people like grew to love him until I remember I saw um, Infinity War in the cinema, one of the best crowds I've had for like an opening night. Nice. And when when the train goes by and Steve Rogers appears, literally the whole screen just like applauded. So. At some point, people start to really like Captain America. Yeah. And or, I think it's so much of it is down to Chris Evans. Um, yeah. I think he really got, like, they really got that they needed to make Steve Rogers like a, a humble character. Mm-hmm. And it makes him so likable in First Avenger onwards that people kind of slowly got brought on board. Yeah. You, you can't really hate captain america yeah like, yeah or at like, least sure. like steve rogers i guess you know yeah like, such a likable guy yeah he's such a likable guy and he's always trying to do the right thing and you're always yeah. in, it's really hard for you to go like that guy's a jerk yeah you know I mean? yeah but he's not really I yeah mean, yeah i guess i guess um yeah no that's true yeah i can't like when he says like i am steve rogers you know to Groot, it's just like <laughs> it's like oh i love this guy have you seen a, have you seen what it means what Groot's telling him Oh yeah, I know you told me. Yeah, you told me it's uh, yeah, can I get some help? And then he's like, yeah, just tells him that. Goes, it's like, poor yeah, yeah uh, Jack. <laughs> I don't know if you know that in the in the script when they were going over it, uh, they they specifically put Groot's fighting off a bunch of the monsters, and then he goes, he looks at Steve Rogers and goes, "Can you give me some help here?" And then Steve Rogers then goes, "I am Steve Rogers," and runs away. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh man what that's yeah. such a wonderful moment yeah i love that i love that scene i guess i guess this will lead us to our uh next topic of discussion spoilers for uh falcon and the winter soldier so all right going right into it um and if anyone hasn't seen the last episode um i guess please do because we're going to talk spoilers but yeah just going right into it um what did everyone think of uh the finale for falcon and the winter soldier 
um, it was really, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, the only thing I was kind of upset about was the Sharon Carter thing. Uh, but that's, you know, that, that's something I can keep for the end. Um, yeah. But overall, I thought the episode was really good. It, it felt more like two episodes, though. It yeah, felt, yeah. It felt like a final episode, uh, kind of trying to wrap everything up, and then an epilogue of, like, this right. is what happens afterwards. Yeah. After the flag smashers, you know, get defeated, I I pushed pause because I was like, "How much more of the show? Is <laughs> How long is right. this? Like, yeah. they, like you defeated the flag smashers in like the first like thirty minutes. Like, what, what's going on?" And I saw there was still like another half an hour left, and I went, "Oh, uh, okay, sure." Yeah. Well, I was gonna say, and I kind of noticed this in Wandavision. I feel like there's this like I guess for these two shows for Disney plus, there's like this weird cutoff point where you could see like when COVID happened and like, they had to like, mm-hmm. like stop production and restart it. Cause this episode really feels like really, I liked it, you know, it was, it was good, but like, it felt like rushed. Like they were just like, all right, wrap everything up. Like we don't have the money to, to, you know, do like seven episodes or something. Cause like, yeah, this episode really <clears throat> could have been like two. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's the God. idea with these, it's the idea with these, shows uh these new mcu shows that they're just like a mini series they're not mm-hmm. right gonna have a second season because this episode to me felt like it made more sense to me if there was going to be a season two because yeah. it kind of wrapped things up but not totally and they left right. a lot of things well yeah and maybe if you were like wow it's coming back next year for another season it would be a bit different but well i guess uh, I'm not sure if everyone saw the news because it just dropped yesterday. There is a Captain America for with the, the oh. Falcon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, um, yeah. Man. Yeah. Here's my live reaction. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. They, um, I, it's, this it's is the what I get for staying off Twitter. For <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably for the best to stay off Twitter, but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they, it, I think it's I think it's called Captain America Four: Man Out of Time, isn't it? Um, no, no, they just they just announced there's a Captain America Four, and it has the same writers as the show. Um, okay. Nothing else. Obviously, Anthony Mackie would you know uh, be in it, but yeah, that's they just like you know they just um, uh, drop that, oh, yeah. and um, uh, I don't know. Diego had the best tweet where it was like, "Oh, finally a third Captain America movie." <laughs> Where it's just like, oh man, you yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, one. Mm-hmm. it kind of a, you could see how this is just this series was like putting a lot of pieces into the right spot, right? You mm-hmm. know, you're setting up US US agent, you're setting yes. up, uh, uh, you're setting up Sam having the full costume, and Zemo is kind of like. <laughs> around they kind of just moved him from one prison to another but <laughs> yeah uh, uh, but he's like thunder it's raft, it. damn it it's the <laughs> raft damn it it's, it's more it's higher security yeah thunderbolt prison or whatever i don't know <laughs> nobody can break out of the raft yeah just, you're captain america Unless, Falcon, and, you know, yeah like a, <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much well, but. basically just team cap uh yeah team cap so uh yeah the, fal- the the raft isn't exactly like impervious uh as we've yeah. seen well look at in the comics everyone escapes from the raft it's like arkham asylum it's, it's I, people I don't going. know I, I don't know because I feel like Arkham Asylum has like a revolving door. Yeah. To like, <laughs> you know, to, to allow its villains to escape. Like, I, oh, honestly, I don't know how they staff Arkham Asylum. Like, uh, I honestly don't know because yeah. I wouldn't want to work there. Yeah. Like, well, is it like Harley? Well, is it like people like Harley Quinn just like just work there to just have at their resume? It's like that one really shitty job. You're like, all right, <laughs> like I did like six months there. Like, I can oh, work I anywhere. Do, I got to do a month. But it just last a month. Yeah, I think it's anywhere. that policy for Arkham. Just like, Most likely you're going to die by the Joker. Yeah, but if yeah. you survive, you're like, oh, you survived Arkham? Like, you can go to, like, like all these, like, other inst- like other like hospitals. They're like, oh, That's cool. I'll hire you, you right sur- away. You survived Arkham. Now here's Belgrave. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, a lot nicer. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Uh, I think there's, like, a DC like version of the raft i think it's called like the slab or something yeah, yeah i forgot what it's slab. called it's something stupid but like yeah um what did everyone think of the costume because um i thought it, it looked it looked really awesome that like it's just straight up the the costume in the comics you know like that's that's really cool 
I thought it was great. I um, I was surprised by how much I liked it because I kind of, I guess I expected it, but I didn't expect it right at the start of the episode. And mm-hmm. he, yeah. his introduction in that new costume was really satisfying and I loved it. I will say that like, I don't think like the red sunglasses, like goggle thing, like translates as well in live action as it does in the comics. Yeah. But in general, the suit looks great. And uh, I'm glad they like went all the way with it. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and then just like, like the fact like his like wings are just like vibranium and like they have like, 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 I guess like, like two or three red wings in there, you know? And that's so cool. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed the, the costume. I really liked the, uh, the, the way the colors blended while in flight. Mm-hmm. Like to have those red, white, and blue and like as he's flying. You know, like the colors really pop, especially in the night sky. It was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I w- I had some questions about the suit though. Oh, okay. Like, does is it a because what it, what it kind of felt like is that it's not he doesn't have the super serum, but the suit is technically modifying it. Uh, yeah. Like I guess it's like kind of like the the Black Panther suit a little bit because it's it's by the Wakandans, correct? Like they yes. they gave that to him. okay. So, but I mean, but technically black panther still has the super serum well he has a sort of like it's it's a super serum yeah i for the i i, for, I forgot what the, the name of the thing that gives him his powers the yeah the seed. yeah but i mean like it's just like a tech costume i don't want to say like he's because that's the whole point like like of like i guess some of the arcs where like i think like uh sam says sam sam says like in a previous episode like would you get the serum he, i think he believe he says like no right well, yeah, it's yeah. one of those things of I wouldn't take the serum right. and everything like that, which that's fine. Yeah. He doesn't have to take the serum. Yeah, because like I, I love the fact that like he's Captain America because he's like a good person like Steve. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he's he's Captain America Captain America because he embodies like the philosophy and like the humanity of like Steve Rogers from like that's what makes him, you know, yeah. the perfect candidate over the, Walker, you know, who has the yeah. serum. Well, the the only que- the only reason I'm questioning the is because a freaking helicopter bounced off of her. Oh yeah, well <laughs> that was that was the weak. You know? Yeah, I, I I get that, but also a helicopter's fucking heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Say, say what you will. I mean, yeah. it doesn't just bounce off things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 not real. This is all made up. <laughs> You know, yeah. at the he end lifted, of the day, he, he lifted you, an armored car. Yeah, I think like, there's a there's a Grant Morrison quote where they say like, uh, like you know, like people have like all these like questions about comic books and like any kid could tell you because like this happens because it's not real. <laughs> it was a great quote. Um, but yeah, like yeah, I don't know. I think like it, it does have some uh, abilities, but like yeah, it's it's a little like like a tech suit so i think that's yeah, I, the thing I, I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what the suit has like yeah i guess we'll see in captain america 4 uh what, what did you guys think of the carly like her storyline finishing oh okay yeah honestly i i i kind of felt like it, it just went and it's over mm. and carly yeah i like yeah. the i like the the shot of like falcon like because it reminded me of that scene from justice league where batman's carrying ace when she dies it kind of reminded yes. me of that but like carly just felt like all right like we don't have, we don't have enough time for you just you're for yeah and i love that actress too um she's i know she's great. yeah she's in solo i i can't recall her name my apologies but like she's a great actress and Did i was compare the death of carly to batman's dog oh no not the other ace <laughs> uh, from the do you remember from justice league unlimited it's the ace the, oh, the psychic okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, a, that's, yeah, that's an yeah. iconic oh, okay. episode. No, no, that's no. Why, that's it, why he names Ace. Apparently, yeah, could yeah, be no, a retcon. No, I'm sure it's a retcon, but I, I, I know that his dog's name is Ace. So yeah, I just, I just kind of figured that you were talking about like the death of Batman's dog. No, no, like, Ace never dies in know, Batman Beyond. I, I'm just kind of like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I don't remember that episode, but also, yeah. why are you comparing the two? They're not the same. <laughs> anyway, anyway, but like, yeah, for Carly, I think she. And I guess like I don't know where like she was really at the forefront of the forefront of the show until she wasn't, you know, it became more about like Walker and like um Yeah, I think I I was a I don't really get why they brought 
Walker back in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Because it ended up taking some time away from Carly. Mm-hmm. But then I don't think they really did much with Walker either. Yeah. Um, I did really like Carly, I will say. But, I, uh, yeah, she, she was part awesome. of my problem. Part of my problem was that I like, you know, for the first half of the show, I was kind of like, she's right. <laughs> like she she's got some she's got some points. And then she, you know, obviously she starts she, killing she people. Good, it's a bit different. She has some yeah. good points and then she yeah. blew up the building. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were like, yeah. you were like oh okay. <laughs> it was uh it was similar to like the Killmonger situation. Oh uh, yeah. Why I kind of the one thing I appreciated about her in this is that like in Black Panther and Killmonger, um, uh, Sam and this kind of took on her views, but actually listened to what she had to say. So yeah. it wasn't like, like you know, she has a different point of view and now she's dead, so let's move on. Like, yeah. he yeah. actually like went, oh, why would she do this? You know, Yeah, because it, it seemed like it really, her death like really affected him, like when he's just like holding her body, like that, that's just sad, you know, that was like a sad scene i know it felt like really rushed but like the the somber nature of that scene really carried itself across the episode well the the way i kind of um the way i'd kind of uh like taken it as is kind of like if you were a um what's it called if you were kind of uh like if somebody was doing you know something bad or anything like that and they were you were like confidant you were the like one yeah person that they were talking to and the one per- and you felt like you could probably steer them down the right path, you know, and then you failed. Like yeah. the, and, and you know, she she was going to make the wrong choice. Yeah. And the only thing that kind of stopped her was that somebody else took her down. Yeah. That was a really hard, that was a really touching moment when uh, after Sharon shot her, and then you know, she she's in Sam's arms and she goes, I'm sorry. Mm. Like I like if if there was any other reason i I probably wouldn't have tried to shoot you yeah because i i I think he got pretty close to talking her down but i think it's episode four or five before like walker shows when walker shows up and just like ruins it you know yeah Yeah. if you don't know if you if walker is not in this show the the series would have ended episode five yeah we would have ended two or three episodes but i I was gonna say i want to i want to give a big shout out to like anthony mackie he's like just phenomenal in the show like anthony mackie is just like this is like you know he's been in a lot of like movies and like you know but like i I can't think of like a finer performance um than in this like show for you know if you dislike the show if you don't but like you have to give credit to anthony mackie for just like really like embodying this character because i really i love sam i want to see more of sam wilson in the mcu just based on how much like anthony mackie like so likable (laughs) you know also also Bucky's gonna, you know, Bucky's first relationship gonna be with Sam's sister. Oh, gee. oh man, that's oh, gonna, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be awkward. <laughs> yeah, but, I think Anthony Mackie. I'm just glad he got some more time to spend with the character because I liked him in all these movies, but I remember seeing him in stuff like uh, Hurt Locker and um, Half Nelson and stuff like that, and being like, "Who is this guy? This guy's yeah. really good." Eight Mile. And, yeah, and then when he turns up in um in uh, the Cap movies and Avengers and stuff like that, his role just becomes smaller and smaller, and he's there for like a lot. He's charismatic and he's got jokes, mm-hmm. but I I was when this show came out, my first thought was like, who is Sam? Like I don't know who he is in this in the MCU. Really, I wanted to know more about him, and I think like they did a good job of like letting him actually explore the character a bit more yeah, yeah well, definitely. Not, not only that but also um i mean marvel gave it a one hell of a great you know revamp because i mean if you go back to the old falcon like designs it's literally him in like a like a regular falcon costume yeah it's like, like the he, like he has like fabric wings and stuff like that and he's, yeah. fall, and he's flying and then he has a pet bird and it, it's, yeah and he has red wing and it's just like a pet bird that he can talk to and it, it's so- like I, I it's love so it. It's so weird. Yeah, it's, it's so, so weird. So perfect, though, just for Marvel. Yeah, for, but like, for, for like, the comics, that's for the comics. That, for the comics, that's okay. But if they were to actually have translated that Anthony Mackie was to have just like had a bird he talked to, and he was just like guy, he was a guy on a did, bird. Well, he does. He does talk to Red Wing. Like he, he tells people like say hello to Red Wing. Yeah, but he knows it's not a. <laughs> he knows. Like, I tell you what, I it thing. might be the worst idea in the world, but I I would have preferred a real bird. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just like a talking bird like yeah I, talking bird i even if everyone else hated it i would have loved it <laughs> why not yeah like you know, there's like you know, a talking raccoon you know what i <laughs> you know? wouldn't have been surprised if because it was originally stark tech i would not have been surprised if it would have been an ai mm. Mm. like if if tony would have given it like his own ai where it's like oh yeah like friday or you know any of the other days uh that yeah. he had um just so that way like mackie can talk to somebody and actually have like that dialogue yeah uh, i suppose he wasn't it's not like tony was like paying anyone some checks either, uh, so. yeah <laughs> we found that we found that out in an earlier episode tony was cheap tony was <laughs> he gave him a place to live no, but you, and he paid for they, all their groceries. Yeah, but you need to get like you need to like pay people for for being like you part of your like like Super. Avengers Super Friends. I don't know. That's he was paying them though. I bet like Batman pays the Justice League with what? I don't know. He pays her to say, I don't know. He bought like the Daily Planet. And that, you know? Every member of the Justice League has a day job. Oh, that's true. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. But um, that sounds stressful if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, they all have a day job. Like, yes, Batman <laughs> is petty enough where Bat, where Bat, if super, if somebody does find out his secret identity, he then buys their job, then buys their home, <laughs> and then has sex with their girlfriend. Oh, but my that's God. That's besides the point. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's just to teach you a lesson. Oh, Don't use X-ray vision on Batman. Yeah, I think. I th- yeah, <laughs> I think like. Anyway, um, but uh, <laughs> um, what what do you guys think of like? I guess Walker's fate. I guess is now he's a U.S. agent. Like, well, he kind of had a redemption story. In yeah, episode, where you know, instead of going after vengeance, he realized I need to save people. Uh, just like came that's out of nowhere. This... <laughs> yeah. Well, that no, kinda... it, it's not necessarily out of nowhere per se. It's it's more or less he he showed up for vengeance. Like that right. is what he's here for. I'm here to just kill Carly. Yeah, to, to avenge uh, Lamar. To avenge Lamar. And then when he was given the choice of do I save the people or do I you know do I capture the flag smashers, he made the right choice and he went to go save the people. Right. And it it did you know hurt him and stuff like that. But luckily he did make that choice where it's like okay. You know, maybe he might be a forgivable character, right? Even though he I wasn't, he's a member of the Thunderbolts. <laughs> I I wasn't a huge fan of the whole redemption thing. This uh, I didn't find it that convincing, but I I very much liked where they were going with him becoming more and more unstable. Mm-hmm. And I haven't read like a lot of those uh, comics he was from, but the idea of U.S. agent right is that he's very much like he's like Cap if Cap like went over the line a bit right yeah or like, like cat voted for reagan or something <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, uh, he's kind of like bucky back in the war right in the right yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah he's like a that. yeah he's like an 80s extreme sort of version of cap when cap steps down they replace him with u.s agent and he gets into like some trouble yeah i, I think it would have been fine if they kept him as someone who's like maybe doing what he thinks is the right thing but you know he's He's kind of like an anti-hero. He's killing people. Whatever. And I didn't necessarily need them to then bring him and go like, okay, he will make the good decision. He will save people. Um, because it kind of felt like it, it It was like very sudden after like quite a few episodes of him going over the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it felt like a little rush. I think if they had like one more episode, his arc would have been like more complete. I, I don't think we would have this like kind of like just he sees something and he's like wait i you know he realized he's wrong so yeah i don't know it's it's just very like i think yeah maybe there was something different that was planned but i'm but. I'm, I'm wondering because i know that they did they re they refocused the show because originally there was a uh a biological disease yeah there was a virus storyline yeah there was a virus storyline that they took out because of covid because they were yeah. like yeah that's too, distasteful that's, yeah, it's a little distasteful because it did talk about like you know people dying, uh, how they couldn't get vaccines out. They, you know, it was it was a real problem, and yeah. uh, that was they, they came up with that before COVID hit, and then after COVID hit, they were just like, yeah, that might be a bad taste. So yeah. they reworked a lot of the episodes 
So I don't really know where that storyline might have taken the characters mm. and also uh, like kind of like their redemption arcs or, you know, going down the line. Yeah. Um, like some alternate universe, maybe there's like a, like a different version of the show. Maybe. Yeah. 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 You know, COVID but, doesn't happen. Yeah. One, but, one thing's for sure though, that I really like the US agent costume as well. Oh yeah. It's a good costume. Yeah. You, you know what? I, I, the U.S. agent costume is pretty cool, but I, I was telling a buddy, I was telling some friends of mine earlier, I didn't like the room he was in because I couldn't tell that it was black because mm. the room was already pretty dark. Some of the lighting in that last episode, actually, just in general, like, I don't know if it was just my TV or something, but like some of the, the scenes were like really dark. Uh, yeah. and I found like wasn't yeah. the best lighting to see stuff in anyway. Well, because I think I think if you would like you know stepped outside, been in the sun, you would have seen that like that nice mm. black suit and everything like that. I think that would have been kind of interesting. And not only that, but also because the only reason I knew it was black, I thought it was a dark blue mm-hmm. originally. I thought it was just like like a really dark tint of blue. And then he's like, it's black, and I go, oh okay. So they just went the full like you know U.S. agent. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I just thought the, the lighting was a little bit off on it. I mean, it, it didn't pull me out of it or anything like that. I was just kind of like, okay, I, I didn't really comment on that one as a person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, I had some uh, tweets. Uh, we tweeted out, what were your non-spoiler thoughts on Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale? Let us know. Um, I guess people didn't like this episode. Um, really? I mean, yeah, let's see. We got from at Emperor OTN, our good friend, Macaringo, pain. Mm in all caps <laughs> um let's see uh from our friend sky tweet skylar anthony mackie deserves better okay uh what? let's see. <laughs> some people didn't like this episode uh at nsa propaganda quote what the fuck did i just watch <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh i don't know um has anyone like talked to anyone about this because like i talked to I, a couple I, people when they liked it okay I will say that, like, I didn't like. This is not my favorite episode of the show, and I do think, like, for me, like, the show got better and better, and I really loved episode four and five, mm-hmm. and this felt like a big step down to me, but it still felt like a good episode. It was still like a satisfying enough ending. Like, I didn't feel like really, like, pumped about it afterwards yeah. or anything. But yeah. I don't. I don't also feel like you know what the hell was that i don't have that reaction either yeah yeah well i mean you know it's just good to you know hear other people's opinions and you know thoughts and but yeah um yeah i don't know I it's mean, yeah a little surprise it's not, but, like, it a, it's not like it was a garbage fire where like yeah was, you know you know i'm trying to think of like like it's not like thor the dark world <laughs> yeah, I mean, you it's know not, it's not like they had all these storylines then all of a sudden you start playing teletubbies in the middle of it yeah and like what the fuck like, yeah why is this important yeah um so, yeah, yeah I, I mean the show is fine i yeah. honestly I, I i liked it i liked it a lot i enjoyed it i had a good time i really enjoyed the idea uh that i really liked the isaiah bradley stuff yes really yeah liked. yeah uh, we're we're um, Getting gonna wrap up pretty soon, but let's let's talk about Isaiah Bradley because I think that was a very important character and just kind of like to Falcon and like people of color to have that like you know his story told and like see the you know like um, like country hasn't been as good to like you know uh, some communities and you know you see that in like a like a like a show you know just that you know in that comic too like that's. You know, that's a really important comic if anyone read um, um, the limited series Truth, because, yeah, that's just such a, you know, important story to tell. It, not only that, but also it was an interesting speech that Sam gives. Oh. You know, this, this idea of, like, you were scared, mm-hmm. you know, and you have the ability to change it, but what are you doing about it? You know, you finally, for the first time, felt how these other people feel and now you know their pain and you're just kind of ignoring it like even though you know that you would never want to be treated that way and that's and that's a really interesting kind of like point of view for uh what was it for like uh the times yeah what's kind of going on in the world 
um and yeah and especially with like isaiah bradley like kind of remembering our history you know? yeah and then, like we like you just can't slide things under the rug we have to kind of confront the, yeah. the good things and the bad yeah to be upfront about it because it's like how could you learn you know if you don't if you're not aware you know and like just talk to other people and like you know talk to someone that's not like yourself but you know um yeah it's just you know and carl lumby carl lumby is is great like he's been having like such a cool like because he's in dr sleep he's martian manhunter and the justice league cartoon like that guy has like such a good career renaissance he actually, he actually came back oh yeah as martian oh, which as his uh, dad in the supergirl show in the supergirl <laughs> show so cool. he came back which is so awesome which is so great because you basically just hear martian manhunter talking <laughs> to martian manhunter and it's it's awesome it's yeah really i think yeah. he was a he was probably like my editing highlight of this show um i loved all those all the scenes with him and i think that's when the show's when they started introducing that stuff and I realized that they were actually bringing in the Isaiah Bradley stuff, that's right. when I was like, okay, this is getting interesting now. Like uh, they're actually asking the harder questions. Um, and that's why I think like, even though I didn't think the last episode was the best, it, I also have some goodwill to it because I think they were asking some interesting questions at least. And um, I think that's the way you got to approach this, especially like, you know, uh, bringing Sam into the capital. Yeah. I also, yeah, they also kind of stuck that landing. Like they, they, they did hit it pretty well because if anybody, if any other hero tried to kind of do that, I, I think that that, that message that they were trying to give off of like we're all equal, we're all, you know, we're all human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Would it, it, I don't think it would have resonated as much as it did with sam in the captain america costume trying to see which i'm trying to basically say that everyone is everybody's a person yeah and we should and we should treat them like that yeah 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 i mean you know anthony mackie i think um you know i don't know like that that some i don't know if people like that speech but i, I thought like anthony mackie really did a like a really like good performance and i i think it was some like had a lot of gravitas to that scene but yeah i think, I think some people are always going to be kind of uh, are going to cringe whenever anyone does a big like moral speech like that but i i kind of think like making that kind of stuff work is kind of what cap's about yeah so, yeah mm-hmm. and yeah anthony mackie for life <laughs> yeah which, you know which, like, is that, which is actually really interesting because if you look at it he is kind of like a better cap mm-hmm. because i mean steve rogers is a kind of like the wartime cap yeah he's, well, he's, he's, he's from like, the 30s yeah like i'm going into war and there's a bad guy and there's a good guy and then anthony mackie is is definitely like the the cap of our time yeah like, there's a moral gray area and a lot of different things that we have to see both sides of the situation we can't yeah. just go. This person's bad. This person's good. There, there, there's evil and there's good on both fronts, and we need to figure out a moral high ground. Yeah, and like everything you. like that. And it's really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, um, I enjoyed this uh, finale for what I think. There's a lot to talk about. There's some, you know, good critiques people could say, but I thought it worked enough. Um, but just we're a little short on time. Anyone had any last thoughts before we wrap up this episode? um uh, yeah yeah the like i was saying before sharon carter um, oh sharon her, <laughs> her coming out as the shadow broker just kind of felt i mean the the power broker power broker yeah yeah sorry mass effect uh but anyway, sorry. The, the 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 power broker i thought was just kind of like hokey like i was like okay i guess like she became the power broker i thought she was originally just working for the power broker um yeah i i don't know how that's gonna work in the future yeah like her it's a shame that they kind of turned her character into a traitor even though in the comics she's she's pretty damn loyal hey to like yeah yeah maybe she's a scroll <laughs> that's there's a lot of scrolls going around maybe she's uh, a scroll. oh it's gonna like... be the answer to everything <laughs> I, yeah, hope, I really probably. hope she's not a scroll because oh i have God. a feeling like like that's gonna be a thing for a while maybe where, like, they defeat somebody and then they're like oh why did you do it sharon and then he turns into a scroll and then it's yeah. like well, I, like oh she's in like a pod yeah and like, well you know. maybe, maybe we'll see in secret of Fashion. yeah um jack any last thoughts uh i mean like 
I guess like we're going into Thunderbolts soon, right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose so. They'll they'll make us keep watching these shows and just consuming them. <laughs> yeah, put keep more people up. in the rafts. Uh, give Zemo some cellmates. You know why not? Yeah, um, but cool. Yeah, well, I guess this is um, end of the episode. Um, Jack, where can uh, people find you at? Any uh, social media that you want to promote? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, I'm at um, on Twitter at jalexg underscore, but you can also find our pod on uh, Twitter at that 90s SM show and the same for Tumblr and Instagram and all that stuff. Where the podcast, that night Spider-Man show, it's on all the podcast places. We also have a Patreon, which uh, if you guys want to hear us talk about other stuff, we've got bonus episodes on stuff like the Blade movies and the X-Men movies and nice. stuff like that. So if anyone wants to check that out, uh, check us out there. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, uh, I'd recommend that 90s Spider-Man show to you know anyone, so definitely check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, where can people find you at? Find me on Twitter and on Facebook, the Nick Valero. Uh, also, you can find me on uh, Keeping Up With The Nerds, another podcast that I'm on. Uh, with a couple of other friends of ours, uh, Renee and uh, Brian. We talk about everything, Falcon, Winter Soldier, everything related to all the same things. Um, so yeah, if you want to come check us out there, uh, just go to Keeping Up With The Nerds. Uh, it's on YouTube, Facebook, you know, all the places that you can find podcasts. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check that out. You guys have been doing a good job with that. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, G9892. You could find The Waffle Press on Twitter, at The Waffle Press. And we're on Instagram at the Waffle Press Podcast. And you could like, share, subscribe on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify, and Patreon. Um, you know, find something you like, find something you don't like. Subscribe anyway. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We've been professionally unprofessional. Mm-hmm.